0: Been a lot of news this week for the Redbirds in Cardinals Nation, and we're gonna jump headfirst into a lot of it. I'm gonna tell you how I'd spend the increase in payroll if I was in charge. I can tell you this much. Part of that would be used to grab one of the top free agent shortstops. And we'll discuss the return of Adam Wainwright and what his new deal looks like. Plus, how about a quick glance at some of the aces who could be available in free agency on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals? You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinal fans, I'm J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at JD Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. Also on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification button so you're made aware of when we drop any new videos for you. Also, feel free to comment down below to interact with us. Love getting the interaction, the back and forth between the fans. Because this is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So we've made it through another week. Congratulations, everyone. Hope you're doing well and looking forward to another well-earned weekend. In fact, uh, I just got back from having a steak dinner with the wife, so that's why I'm all in the. All up in the dressed up type of uh, clothing, not really dressed up, but you know, I'm not wearing anything like Cardinals at the moment. You know, as far as wardrobe, busy week indeed for the team, though, because we got a lot of news, multiple coaching vacancies, the return of Adam Wainwright, the press conference with uh, President of Baseball Operations John Mozaylock, and all of that leads to a lot of questions and discussion amongst the fans. So. Let's begin. And we've talked a lot about the coaches. I don't really want to go into that too much anymore. Let's go offense. A little more fun talking about the offense and the extra money that uh, Mosealock was talking about. So we've discussed enough this week where we've identified the three main spots where the team wants to improve. And uh, Mosealock said it in his press conference, catcher, shortstop, and outfielder. And we can throw in the DH with those two if we need to, because the odds are that whoever you end up filling those roles with is probably going to be able to <laughs> be your designated hitter if need be, right? So uh we've debated all week about these spots and if we had all the money in the world, of course, I'd say let's go get Wilson Contreras and let's get Trey Turner and Aaron Judge and boom, we're done. Let's let's go win a title. Let's grab them all and let's go. But this isn't MLB the Show. It's not fantasy baseball. This is the real world. And we've got some limitations. We have a we have a budget as the St. Louis Cardinals, so we have to find a combination of players that work to fill those spots without busting what I'm going to say is a $50 million mark. So, why do I say $50 million? Now, I have no idea why or what the increase in payroll is going to be. But according to Spot Track, okay, which is a very useful website when it comes to this stuff, the Cardinals have a little under $104 million committed next year. They've got a bunch of arbitration-eligible players who are due new salary, so they're not on the book yet. They're not added on to the 104. And it's some pretty big names like Jordan Montgomery, uh, Jack Flaherty, Tyler O'Neill, Tommy Edmond, Ryan Helsley, Jordan Hicks, Dakota Hudson. That's not all of them either. There's more. But uh, Track estimates that after all of these guys get signed to their arbitration deals, the payroll is probably going to sit around $148 million. So $50 million would get us just about to that $200 million barrier, which I think is where the Cardinals are going to say, okay, that's that's our cap, okay? In 2022, they were around $170 million. So that gives us a $30 million increase, which seems fair enough. And again, this is for fun because I don't know what the dollars are in actuality that they are going to increase to. I mean, they could say, we're increasing payroll and go up to 185 That could be. I, I don't know. But... For this particular experiment that we're going to do today, uh, I'm going to give us uh, the 50 million on top of the 148 million that's already set up according to spot track for next year. Okay, so you got to pick the spot that you're going to spend the most on. Okay, that's your first thing. Who are you going to spend it on? Who's go- Who's going to be the big spending spot out of those three? Shortstop, catcher, outfielder. And if that's what we're going to start with, I'm going to go with shortstop. And the guy I want, if I could pick any of the big free agents out of Correa, Turner, Swanson, even Xander Bogarts, if if and when he opts out, is Trey Turner. Now, John Heyman wrote something very interesting in the New York Post. This is the quote. Trey Turner has said it publicly, and he's told the Dodgers. He likes playing in Los Angeles now and will consider every team in free agency. However, he just can't shake the widely held belief that he would prefer to play on the East Coast. It started when he was traded from the Nationals to the Dodgers, and he was said quite unhappy going West. Of course, at the time, he was also moving from shortstop to second base. The Dodgers would surely love to bring him back as Turner brings a rare speed power combo to shortstop, but they likely still wonder whether they might be his first choice and thus are surveying a very rich shortstop market. No surprise, they appear to have landed on the other comparably great free agent shortstop as an enticing 1A choice in Carlos Correa. As for Turner, the latest rumor has the Braves as a possible fit. If they fail to keep the Atlanta product, Dansby Swanson, they also like Correa. The Cardinals, Phillies, and Red Sox are among other potential spots closer to his supposed geographic preference. He's from Lake Worth, Florida. His wife is from New Jersey. So I read that, and I read John Heyman as the person behind that one. And I steal a line from Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah! Trey Turner, in my eyes, would be a perfect addition to this Cardinals team. Lead-off hitter, speed, power, average defense. Okay, he's not a great defender, but he's a no-nonsense guy. There's no baggage. Not a lot of flair, but a, a competitive player. His 162-game average in a season is a batting average of 302 with 24 home runs, 83 RBIs, 112 runs scored, 44 stolen bases, a 355 on on-base percentage, and an 842 OPS. That is elite-level stuff. And oddly enough, he's only a two-time All-Star. Somebody who's been doing this as long as he's been doing, you would think, multiple-time All-Star. Like, I'm talking five, six, only two. He also has one batting title under his belt as well. But this is a guy that just completes a big piece to this Cardinals team. It fills that leadoff spot and the shortstop hole. Now, Track says he'll make $33 million a season. If I subtract that from the $50 million that I think we're going to get, that leaves me $17 million to get a catcher and or an outfielder. Wilson Contreras is the guy I want. He's estimated at $16 million. I've, I have not hidden this fact at all, but I think Wilson Contreras is the one that you got to go for. If I can get Turner and Contreras, I'm feeling pretty awesome about my free agency, right? In the outfield, I still got Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Lars Newtbar, Juan Yepes, Alec Burleson, Jordan Walker as a possibility, Moises Gomez, who led the minors in home runs this year, could be an option. Brendan Donovan can play some outfield if needed. The outfield, I can figure it out if I'm getting Turner and Contreras, okay, I'd be happy to grab them and then just kind of play with the pieces I have already to figure out the outfield. But what if it's Turner and we can't land Contreras? What about a guy like Mike Zanino? His batting average PU stinks. 162 game average, his batting average is 200. Not good. That is the Mendoza line by 28 home runs, 69 driven rent driven in. Uh career fielding percentage, 995. He's no scrub back there behind the plate. Now he didn't play much this past year and had thoracic outlet surgery on his non-throwing shoulder. And I'm not a doctor. I had to look up what the hell that means. Uh, it means that he was getting pain in the shoulder and the neck area and numbness in his fingers. And it's usually uh, uh pitchers that have this issue. And it's a 12-week recovery time, which means if everything went well he'd be back for next season spot track has him at a little under 10 million dollars next year which seems a bit high after an injury plague season this year but a year ago guy was an all-star with Tampa Bay ripped 33 dingers I know it's a risk I get that but unless you're making a trade the free agent market for an offensive catcher is pretty darn thin so I got Turner and Zanino for 43 million dollars which leaves me 7 million left to go find what we think is a left-handed bat, that that's what they're going to target. If I have to go lefty, the only guy in our range right now, Daniel Vogelbach, and um, he's a true free agent because there's guys that have options. We don't know if they're going to opt out or if the team's going to, you know, accept the team option. We don't know yet, but for who's available right now, Daniel Vogelbach is the only one that fits the bill there, and he can only DH and play first base. Now, Joey Gallo is projected at $9 million, and man, that's a guy I'd target if uh, it came down to it. If I could get him, because he can play everywhere. He can play outfield, infield, DH, and you're just hoping you get a bounce back year out of him. You hope he returns to the form that he had with the Texas Rangers. Now, if there's no preference with the righty or lefty situation, can I interest you in a former league MVP? Andrew McCutcheon is a free agent, projected at $7.6 million. Um, As teams reject or accept different options, the uh, free agent pool obviously will become more clear. But if I told you the Cardinals could land Trey Turner, Mike Zanino, and Joey Gallo, would you accept that? Would you like that? Or what if we could get Turner, Contreras, and then you just kind of figure out the outfield with the things you have already, with the prospects and the people you already have on the team? What would you prefer? I would like to know your opinion. So if you would, let me know in the comments below on our YouTube, and uh, well, we can we can discuss it. And that's, what's fun about the offseason stuff right now is these are all options because there are no limits right now because we don't know the answers, but I, if you could get Trey Turner, boy, wouldn't that be something we're going to talk about, uh, Adam Wainwright's new deal and, uh, some starting pitching next year on locked on Cardinals. Uh, betonline.net is your number one source for betting football and, of course, the start of the new basketball season. If you haven't noticed, the season's underway, and we've got three teams who have not won a game yet going into tonight. Two of them not really surprising, Sacramento Kings, Orlando Magic. The other is the Lakers, the Lakers with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. All right, you've got three studs right there, and they can't win. That's crazy stuff. They're 0-4 going into tonight. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport you got out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, World Series tonight, MMA, boxing, golf, NFL this weekend, you've got a, a few decent games. 49ers at the Rams should be fun. The disappointing Green Bay Packers. Oh, I'm dying every week with the Packers, man. I I, I can't figure out how to fix them. Um, they're at the Buffalo Bills this week. That could get ugly quick if they play the way they've been playing. Uh, Halloween night, you've got the Bengals at the Browns. Feeling good about your team or a particular game? Throw a little money on it. Turn your gut feelings into money. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. The Adam Wainwright announcement was to be expected for most of us that he would return for one more year following an ugly end of the season, not only for him, but for the whole team. Like, that's not how it was supposed to end for these guys. You know, Waino, Pujols, Molina, they were all supposed to ride off into the sunset together and go out, hopefully as champions, but not after two games in the wild card. That was not in the plan. That was not in the script. Phillies messed that whole thing up for us. So. Um, a lot of us felt that Adam would come back because that was not how he wanted to go out after a fantastic season where his record was nine to nine ERA at 3.09 coming into the final month of the season. Adam has this brutal September and October didn't even appear in the playoffs. And remember coming into September, I thought he was going to be the obvious game one starter that he was the man coming into September. And then it just fell apart. Thanks to, stride issues according to him perhaps a little bit of that dead arm stuff uh from the pull-up line to pick up his kids at school adam did an announcement this week announcing that he was coming back for one final season with the team signed a one-year extension and he said this is it this will be the final year katie Wu from the athletic pointed out that wainwright has plenty of personal goals for his last season with the cardinals none more important than winning a world series But he is just five wins away from 200 in his career, a coveted milestone for starting pitchers, and he needs 54 strikeouts to surpass the 2200 mark. The number he's focused on in 2023, however, is 211, which would allow him to pass Jesse Haynes for the second most wins in franchise history behind the one and only Bob Gibson, who holds the record with 251. Contract details, some of us were a little shocked at what we saw at first, but then it started to trickle out how this contract will be paid. So Wainwright get the one year, gets the one-year extension. It'll be a base salary of $17.5 million, which is the same as he made in 2022, but $10 million of that will be deferred. That deferred money will be paid out at a rate of $1 million per year from 2024 to 2033. Kind of our own little Bobby Bonilla thing, just not as long, you know? Uh, He can also earn a bunch of extra cash via bonuses for the amount of starts he makes. If he gets Cy Young votes, makes the all-star team, et cetera, you know the drill there. But deferring that money means for this particular year, he will only cost the team $7.5 million, which leaves a little extra cheddar, if you will, to go get some guys in free agency this year. (coughs) Trey Turner. (coughs) Wilson Contreras. (coughs) Now they have to figure out, the Nolan Arnado stuff next. And uh I heard of Clip Wainwright uh talking about that situation, and he seemed to indicate that he was pretty confident that Nolan will be coming back, but said, Hey, it's it's Nolan's thing to announce whatever he wants to do. So he particularly Adam wasn't gonna go into it, but he felt that Nolan will probably come back, and I think he will too. I think Aaron Arenado, like some other athletes, um, one that comes to mind is Aaron Rodgers recently with the Packers. I think he wanted to be a part of the discussion and wanted to know what the plans are moving forward. How are we going to improve this team? I've gone to the playoffs with you twice, and we haven't won any games yet. We're 0-3. What are we going to do better this year to fix this? And I'm guessing after the World Series is completed, we'll likely get the answer. And I'd be shocked if it was that he was going to opt out. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, leaving baseball heaven, as we call it in St. Louis, uh, doesn't always work out no matter how much money you get offered. Go ask Albert Pujols how things went out west after he left St. Louis. Now, if the Cardinals do sign a top-rated starter, Who are the guys that are available? What are the names who are out there that the team should be targeting? We're going to look at those names next, right here on Locked on Cardinals. Once again, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. The pitching market has some decent names that are and could be available in free agency. Again, we don't know about the player and team options, how those are going to shake out just yet, but we can give you kind of an idea of who the top free agent starters will be in this upcoming free agency class. Um, If the team decides it needs a top tier starting pitcher, which we all hope they get, because we feel like that's one thing that is missing on this Cardinals team. In this rotation, you got a lot of guys who are good twos and threes, maybe even fours, but there's like no number one. Jack Flaherty, he could be, right? He could be your number one, but we don't know because he's been kind of hurt the last few years. So um, who are these names that are out there that could be that that ace for this staff? First name on the list, obviously, I think in most people's eyes will be Jacob Degrom. Two-time Cy Young award winner, has a $30 million player option that he is going to likely opt out of and is estimated to make $41 million a year next season, according to Track. He is 34 years old and has only pitched in 26 games over the last two seasons due to injuries. Now, when he's been healthy, there hasn't been many pitchers who are better than him in Major League Baseball, but the injury risk is real with a mid-30s pitcher, age-wise, who had elbow inflammation And then a shoulder issue. It's not like this guy's been dealing with sprained ankles or a pulled hammy. Like it's throwing arm issues that Jacob DeGrom has been dealing with. So you got to think about that. I mean, that's, that's kind of a red flag, right? I mean, are you really want to get locked into somebody like that? 41 million a year. I don't know how long a contract he's going to want, but I would imagine it's going to be like five years. Do you really want to get locked into that with the chance that that arm says kaput by the time that contract's up? man, I don't know. That's a risky proposition. You've got Justin Verlander who's throwing for the Astros tonight. again, continues to beat Father Time. He's pushing forty and is also estimated to make forty one million dollars. and in some eyes has never looked better. He had all those great years with Detroit. And then he had some down years, things kind of like right around, like when he was 31, 32, things got weird for Justin Verlander. And then he figured something out and he has been strong ever since. Like he has been dominant the last couple years. Can you pry him away from the Astros? I mean, he seems pretty darn happy there, right? Uh, Carlos Rodon from the Giants could opt out with San Francisco, made 22 and a half million this year, estimated to be up to 31 million next year. He's going to be 30 years old. Left-handed, went 14-8 and eight with a 2.88 ERA this year for a not-great Giants team and had 12 strikeouts per nine innings average, which is where the Cardinals are really trying to improve with their starters. They like having the great defense and having the pitchers have uh, hitters put the ball in play so that their gold standard defenders out there can can take care of it. But if you have to sacrifice defense in a couple spots to get some more offense, you're going to need more swing and miss type of pitching so that they don't have to put the ball in play. You know what I'm saying? So Carlos Rodon fits that bill pretty well. Um, He, in the last two years, have been very, very good for him. He was, I think, the number three overall pick by the White Sox in his draft class. Struggled for a little while and has finally kind of figured things out. So he's a good one. But that's about it as far as what we call ace pitchers. Uh, Chris Bassett is a guy I like a lot, was with the Mets this year. Before that, he was in Oakland, going to be 34, win 15-9 with a 3.42 ERA, strikeout per nine, 8.3, estimated to make $21 million. But is he ace material, or is he really kind of a two and a three? More of a two and a three, right? We're, we're trying to find an ace, somebody to lead this staff. And if you don't feel like you have anybody that's on that staff right now, you got to go out and get somebody. And these free agents, there's just not a lot of them. Jamison Tyon, Noah Syndergaard, Tywan Walker, Sean Manaya, Andrew Heaney, the corpse of Corey Kluber. (laughs) Great name. Two-time Cy Young Award winner, but that's not the same guy anymore. That was five years ago. Those aren't difference makers, at least in my opinion. People talk about bringing Jose Quintana back. Great guy was a very good pitcher in the short time he was with the Cardinals, but I want to aim higher than that. I don't want another two or a three. Like, I want an ace. That's what I want. Give me an ace. So, that's kind of my thinking here, is that the the Cardinals need to aim high. Stop settling for the fourth, fifth, sixth best free agents. Go get those one and twos, man. Let's win a championship, and I think that's kind of what Nolan Aranato is saying, as far as with the opt-out thing, he doesn't want to leave, but he wants to make sure that we're not just putting a good team out on the field. He's like, let's be great. Let's go that extra level. You've got money to do this. We can do this, Cardinal fans. We just need Mo to get on board and go after these guys. Be aggressive. Trading assets for someone seems like a more Cardinal thing to do with the uh, lack of options in free agency as starting pitchers go. Um so we'll have to wait and see. We'll see who's available. Or you can get real crazy and just go get Otani and be done with it all together. <laughs> you get your left-handed bat and you get your ace starter. You get arguably the best player in baseball. Is there anybody on this roster you wouldn't trade for Otani as far as, like, prospects-wise? Would you trade Jordan Walker for Ho- Shohei Otani? Probably, right? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you? You might be the best player in baseball. You get, you get, you get, to get him in two positions. Call the Angels. See what's up. Anyway. All right. That's enough. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm only half joking about Shohei Otani, though. If if you can get him, go get him, right? Do I think that's going to happen? No, (laughs) but it's fun to talk about, right? Uh, World Series going on tonight. Uh, We're pulling for Philadelphia in the household, rooting for the National League team. If the Cardinals have to lose, at least they lose to the champs, right? That's kind of our thinking here. So I don't know. Enjoy the the game. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back on Monday. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans of baseball for a reason. I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.